Hello, everyone. Here's to a fun Friday on this episode of Washington Live. Powered by KCTC, I'm your host, Jaron Rosine. Our producer is Nick Steffens. Our publisher is Matt Bryant, and we're part of the Southeast Iowa Union. On today's show, we'll do the huge. We'll do good week four, bad week four, and we're going to talk about Frank Lloyd Wright, owl attacks, and bicycle hearses in France. These things and more <laughs> to, to come. Where do we begin? As we speak, it's 64 degrees with scattered thunderstorms. It's just a little little bit of a dreary day. Do you, when you pulled the weather, is it a dreary weekend as well or just a dreary, dreary day? Uh, I think it's supposed to be crappy into tomorrow morning and then be like sunny and 65. The rest okay. Of the so uh, we can wait it out. I don't mind a little bit of a day like today. It kind of. Well, when it's right. still dark when I'm like getting in my car at 7.20 or whenever I leave and it's dark and rainy, I just don't. I want to be in bed. Does it make you not, not chipper? Yeah. It is logical. Uh, when we talk about Mason City and the Frank Lloyd Wright Hotel I stayed at there, we uh, stayed the night before for an Iowa Arts Council meeting. They started our tour. We woke up at like 6 a.m. and met at 6.45, which was kind of nice because then we were done at noon when the meeting was done. Yeah. But we were doing a walking tour in the dark in downtown Mason City. It was uh, <laughs> uh, memorable, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's go to the police report and see what you've pulled. Since our last show, there's been 73 calls for service, 15 in traffic, and eight in animal. We're back to the, the animal competing with traffic times. Yeah, that, what was their total, 70? 73. 73, that explains it. We bumped to six for disorderly, five for suspicious activity, four welfare, four warrant, three fire, three theft, three assist other agencies, three hang-up calls, and then down to doubles and singles for the usual public service, trespass, burglary, vandalism, so on and so forth. Let's see what the highlights are. East Washington Street, caller reports a shoplifter from this morning. They took plumbing parts and a ball-peen hammer. $73.80 worth of items were taken. 102 responded, report filed. I bet you put this in here because there's a bookend. Yes, there's there's a story to be told. Do you know what a ball-peen hammer is? I think I do. I think I do, too. I think I do, but I'm... Um 80% confident. Later, we have another thing we think we know, but might need your help with, listener, <laughs> viewer. If you can help, we'll, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Hey, oh yeah, housekeeping. If you have a birthday shout-out, anniversary, local event, put that in the chat or email washialive at gmail.com. And if you haven't done so, we'd love it if you'd like, follow, and maybe even share and recommend Washington Live to your friends as we do the morning show, the sports show, and the news break. We have options for you. Okay, Ooh. Shoplifting. West Main out with a shoplifting subject suspect at the dog park in Sunset Park. 102 arrested, blacked out name, <laughs> for theft, uh, fifth degree theft. I assume that was the hammer and the plumbing parts. I'm going to assume that too. And the fact that they do is like, oh, I just committed a crime. Time to go walk the dog. So I don't know how, uh, you know, how I kind of snapped off last week about like embezzlement, stealing, yeah. uh, taking, uh, just theft in general. But then when there's theft that has a specific, this is very specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, no grace. In Wellman, we have a caller report of a loose dog attack. Them and their dog, there are no injuries. 92.9 responded. A written warning was given uh, for allowing dog to run at large. Why did you pull this? So they, it was a dog attack, but with no injuries. Yes. 
But if someone's dog was running, if, like yeah. it's an off-leash dog, that's probably why the phone call happened. Yeah, I know, but it, it was I think it's like a dog attack, and it's like, yeah, but I wasn't hurt. It was like a little growl. Yeah. Like, little neck, neck kisses. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, we have public intox. Woman in a knee-length T-shirt, possibly intoxicated, is on his porch and asleep on his bench. 108 and 112 responded, arrested. Mm. Homeless and public intox. See something, say something. Yep. Uh, North Marion reports his house was egged about 20 minutes ago, possibly the neighbor who yells at his dog every morning. <laughs> Request an officer. 110 responded and spoke with the caller. Report to be filed. You know? I like how he had, he had the suspect right away. Like, I know who it is. Which is like egging someone's house. It's kind of childish. I just had this conversation yesterday. Someone's talking about their neighbor, the dogs that don't stop. Like, mm-hmm. and go and go and go. And there are ordinances for this, mm-hmm. but... What good comes from calling the police on your neighbor that lives right next door? Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> I, I do fear. As egging, if grown man egging another grown man's house, come on. A little childish. Why don't you wait till you're an older, grumpier man? Yeah, then maybe I, I want to egg some people's houses. I, I don't think you want to get ahead of yourself. <laughs> hey, we have a couple. Uh, it wasn't all that bad from my uh, kind of my magazine that covers what happens in a week. One of these has to do with some wrestlers in the mountains. Wasn't all that bad when Kendall was hunting with three friends from his wrestling team when he heard a peculiar crash in the forest ahead. It was a Northwest College sophomore discovered a grizzly bear that pummeled his teammate, Brady. Cummings leapt in, grabbed the grizzly, allowing Lowry to escape, then played dead to stop the bear's attack, which is a tactic endorsed by the National Park Service. If we didn't have all these friendships with each other, we would not have come out of that mountain alive. Isn't that nice? I'm trying to... If I saw my friend getting attacked by a bear... You would run the opposite direction? I feel like I love my friends, but knowing me, I probably would have ran. Well, you would be softer and <laughs> tastier. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a bad deal. In other news in the world, Italian doctors successfully removed a brain tumor from a patient who was not only fully conscious, but also played his saxophone throughout the nine-hour procedure. You've probably heard of this before. No, I have. <laughs> when uh, they do brain surgery on someone with a, sp- a particular skill... And they have the person do that skill while they do brain surgery to not accidentally remove that part when they're like clearing a tumor. They are like particularly careful around that learned area. This is this is like normal uh, with other like violinists, classically trained musicians. Uh, in this case, the 35-year-old identified as CZ played the sax during the surgery so that the 10-member team could map various sections of the brain, preserving the areas that are responsible for the ability to play music. Doctors listened to live renditions of the Italian national anthem, as well as the soundtrack from the 1970s love story through the procedure. We are operating on the sense of self, their personality, said Dr. Christian Bragna. The patient will tell you what is important in their life, and it is your job to protect that patient's wishes. So the guy who's getting his brain... Fixed. Yes. Is playing the saxophone. So they would like remove the skull and. Like when he's awake? Because your, your brain doesn't have nerve endings in it. Or maybe it has nerve endings, but not like pain, sensory. Huh. So it doesn't like hurt. Once I that guess that does off, make sense. Yeah. yeah. There would be no like reason for your brain Pretty to Pretty sure pain you'd senses. be under like while they're sawing the like the skull <laughs> out yeah, and like yeah. flapping the. Sorry to be so. <laughs> I mean, this is what's happening. Uh, but I've read about this before with, like I mentioned, some classical uh, violinists oh. and, and others. So I guess like if I had brain surgery, they'd put me back here and give me all these buttons to play with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Uh, I do want to hit our good week four, bad week four before we go to break and then talk about Frank Lloyd Wright in Mason City, uh, the hotel that's there. We'll also talk about these owl attacks that have been happening, but uh, really good ones this week. 
Good week for uh, galloping after designer Marcus Floyd introduced sneakers for horses called horse kicks that retail for $1,200 a shoe. It was a dope process trying to figure out what a horse sneaker would look like, Floyd said. It was a dope process. <laughs> kind of weird. Uh, also, if you follow the, the British news, uh, this will pique your interest. It's a good week for Larry, Larry the cat, the 15-year-old tabby rescue and permanent resident of 10 Downing Street, who with the resignation of Liz Truss has now outlasted four British prime ministers. And oh, you pulled Larry. It's a very small photo, so I apologize, but his was his, this is his official portrait, Chief Mouser. He's been there for, since 2011. And there's a long list of, these are one of, this is like top five famous cats in in Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's another one, viewer, that I am missing. I cannot remember. And it was like the donation of an estate by this person that loved their, it was like a tabby cat Mm -hmm. that was brown. And with the donation of this estate came the stipulation that there always be a brown tabby cat named something. Hmm. And... Oh, I just, I tried to Google it. I couldn't find it. If you know what I'm talking about, I would love for you to stick it in the <laughs> chat because I'm racking my brain. I can't figure it out. Uh, we have one other good week for before we hit our bad weeks. It's a good week for labor saving. You'll like this. Uh, <laughs> with news that researchers at UC Berkeley are making progress on robots that can fold laundry. A $60,000 industrial robot was able to fold one item of human clothing in two minutes which the team considers an impressive speed given the high-dimensional configuration space of garments. I feel, I feel like uh, my girlfriend would appreciate that if it could fold, actually fold laundry, because I don't really like... You don't fold, fold I just kind of like... Oh, you just... Gotcha. Put the sleeves in, flip, put it in half. Throw I'm it a little in, more... I find door. the seam. And uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I like it because I don't want to iron. So I want I want to get it done and fold it right. But somehow you pull it off, I guess. Hey, it, it's it's gotten me through. I don't know how long. Twenty four years. Yeah, Twenty three. I'm trying to think how long I've been doing my own laundry. Like I don't know six. Oh these. Uh, gosh. <laughs> we have a few bad weeks for before we go to break. I hope you're enjoying. It's a bad week for too much of a bad thing mm. with reports of moviegoers fainting, vomiting, and needing medical attention during screenings of. Terrifier 2. Which I've heard is has a budget of $250,000, which is like chump change when it comes to movies. But Apparently it's pretty good. The latest gore-filled creation of horror writer-director Damien Leone. Walkouts are sort of a badge of honor, Leone said, but I don't want people fainting and getting hurt. I cannot do... I, I don't mind suspense, thriller, mm-hmm. but gore, ugh, horror, like I'm not I'm not tough enough. I'm a, I'm a, I, I like horror movies, to an extent, I feel like there's sometimes where it's like, okay, you just try to make the biggest blood splatter in this movie. You didn't actually try to like scare I, at all. You know I what used I mean? To, I had a friend that loved like it was specific B horror oh, movies yeah. that just were the genre of preference. I just I like a good horror movie, but I have a little bit of, of taste still. Well, you might have seen this with the Phillies. Uh, bad week for Philadelphia police who in anticipation of the Phillies winning baseball's National League pennant had applied grease to many of the city's <laughs> light poles. As per Philadelphia sports fan tradition, drunken fans climbed the poles anyway, especially after rain had washed off the grease. They they lost last night. Yeah. And there was people on top of the state. Like, people climbed on top of this Wild. Stadium. Have people ever lost their life doing these shenanigans? I don't know. Philly fans, any time Philadelphia wins a sport, they just they go crazy. Kind of respect it. Well, we have one more bad week for, and that's for apiculture. After a Rory Woods, 55, of Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, I read this, too, in the weird news. Mm. This, uh, this Rory 
was charged with unleashing a swarm of bees on police officers serving an eviction notice, informed that several officers were allergic to bee stings, Woods allegedly responded, good. <laughs> is that... She has pled not guilty. What's the charges? Like, I feel like that... Uh, well, I assume like a aggravated assault or something, maybe. Uh, but I did see a picture of her, too. There's also a picture of the saxophonist uh, under surgery, which we did not pull. But... That concludes this good week for bad week for, of course, credit goes to The Week magazine based out of New York that kind of puts all of it together. <laughs> Anything else to offer before break? I don't know what the, that would be. Well, when we come back, as you love Frank Lloyd Wright, we're going to talk about him and uh, some of those connections to Mason City that I, I was just uh, visiting for 36 hours or so. Uh, we hope you're enjoying this episode of Washington Live. Stick around. We'll see you after the break. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their health care decisions while maintaining quality of life. Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross, Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light-duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656. Hi, Emmy. Hi. Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Why? Because then it would be a foot. Welcome back to Washington Live. I'm your host, Jaron Rosine. I'm joined by our producer, Nick Steffens, and we're going to talk about Frank Lloyd Wright and Mason City, Iowa. Mm -hmm. So first to start, I didn't know I was going to start with this, but I grew up uh, with tater tot casserole being called Mason City casserole by my grandma Booth because she had learned the recipe in Mason City, Iowa. Okay, so it was just like a her thing. It wasn't it's just like, like a weird no one dad. else calls it Mason City. Okay. It's just a strange family. <laughs> for some reason, it was called Mason City casserole. That is not... Let's... <laughs> Uh, the most important part of our in my chat. in my family we have a corn uh, scuffle is what we call it yeah which is actually corn souffle 
but just because someone didn't close it, close the O and close the O back in 1930, maybe we just always called the corn scuffle. I like these things. These are <laughs> what makes uh, human uh, humanity unique. Which also corn souffle probably sounds disgusting to most people. It is amazing. Uh, I'm curious. We'll have to do a recipe swap. Yes. I brought Mason City up because I stayed in the Historic Park Inn Hotel. We have a picture. This is the last remaining hotel designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. It opened in 1910 as the City National Park and Park Inn. It was super cool. It's like a 27-room boutique hotel. I was there for an Iowa Arts Council meeting. We do a couple meetings that are regional, and then the others are in Des Moines. And we went the night before to do dinner because we started the next morning at the crack of dawn. Way to show. Uh, oh yeah, that's the lobby and kind of our group going on a tour, or the lobby behind the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a picture of that dude, like the god of something. That was the banking. Oh, I can see if I can. Uh, uh, guy, that was see. in the city national. Is that bank the dude side. who's like chiseling? Oh yeah, right there. Nope, that's self. That's oh, the one. That portrait. They had to like they did so much historic stuff. They duplicated this from the one original they had. There used to be nine. This is kind of in the event center, center part of the hotel, which was the banking part. Um, I liked the little maze style of things. Like, I found three different ways to my room. There's a oh. ramp and an elevator, so that's how I took my stuff up. And then there's several stairways. So I took stairways down that basically plopped me right into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But there was a back exit and then an exit to the lobby. And then there was a third way up from another little spot. So the the maze style and everything was super short, too, and super mm-hmm. tight. Because Frank Lloyd Wright apparently was five foot six, and <laughs> sure. thought anything above five foot eight was a waste of space. There was still more than that. There was a lot of things that were like six foot one, hmm. not your usual eight foot, nine foot things. Huh. That's it was fun. It was a little adventure. Yeah. Uh, when we did our six forty five a.m. walking <laughs> tour, included the library, included their museum, like Meredith Wilson, the uh, writer of The Music Man, is a Mason City native. Mm-hmm. So we saw all of that. There's also a puppeteer. Do you want to show the puppets? Those were those are the oh, it's the stuff that nightmares are made of. Uh, that's are, what. <laughs> These are the straight-up uh, puppets the from The Sound of Music. Oh, and, really? Yeah, those are the ones. And you can see the picture in the up, upper corner I guess of the Julie Andrews and the cast using those puppets from The Sound of that. Music. And that puppet creator, Bill Baird is his name, is a Mason City guy. Hmm. How, big, of, how big is Mason City? 28,000. Okay. okay. 28,017 in the 2010 census because they lost a grant opportunity because it was 28,000 and less, and they were using an old census. This is not important. But, <laughs> but that would, yeah, that it is 28,000 people in Mason City, and it was just a delightful time. In fact, our former city administrator is the deputy clerk or city administrator there in Mason City now. So lots of, lots of connections. Yeah. Let's talk Frank Lloyd Wright. You wanted to mention what, how his life inspires you? Well, when you, I texted you, I was like, oh, I love Frank Lloyd Wright. And I almost put a preface, the architect, not the human being, because he was not the best person. For instance, when they redid the hotel and they were soli- like getting donations, some were hesitant because of his reputation when he left Mason City, because he left his wife and six children behind. Yes. And absconded with uh, as, uh, like a client's wife. Yes. Off they went. She was, I imagine, yeah, very hot. Well, he was more intellectually drawn to her. But, like, you'd even hide it. Like, you just, like, drive around town with her and, like. I did like, not know He was this. just like, yeah, he was not a nice person. Well, when our Chamber of Commerce director uh, in Mason City, Robin, who was a tremendous host, described it. 
it did work out for the better because all of these architects and people that were working for Frank Lloyd Wright mm-hmm. weren't getting their bills paid. So he left town. They had bills to pay. Oh. And for this reason, the architecture spun off of that, and it's the largest. There's a word for it, but basically mm-hmm. the that style of art is it a prairie. Prairie school. That prairie school, there's more prairie school architecture in Mason City, Iowa, than anywhere else in the entire world hmm. as a result of his, what's the word for absconded if it's absconchin? Absconchin? I don't Absconchiated? know. I'm just being silly. But uh, there were dividends paid to Mason City through his, his leaving and the, well, that's, that's, the contribution of his partners. Well, that, that's that's always good to... Why, why, why were you... There's a lot in, um, in the Chicago area, too. Oak Park, Elmhurst. I was going to say, oh. that's... My knowledge of it is this the kind of Chicago area, more like the suburbs, obviously. Yeah, sure. The, I just I don't know. I just think it's cool. And like, there's that one house. There's I think one on in, the river. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's one in that Michigan where it's like the waterfall, like goes through the house. You know, it's a very famous one. That if you saw the photo, you know what I was. I know immediately about. what you mean. But yeah, I just thought that was cool. Well, I'm not an expert, but I did learn a lot and on in my time, which. I, Mainly about the hotel and then, you know, the library and the, the museum and Meredith Wilson, Bill Baird. Yeah, when I was like a Highlights. senior in in high school, and I was like still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I thought about architecture and I was like, I can't draw. And apparently that's like a big thing to be an architect. I also think math is pretty. Oh, I get, I, it's just the thing, though. I was really good at You're geometry good at and trigonometry. Okay. I wasn't good at algebra. That's what really got I me. I see. There's a whole backstory about how I, since I skipped a grade in math, I never took pre-algebra. And so I just went straight into like advanced algebra without uh, knowing any of the basis. How uh, is irony the correct word here that you I skipped a level, but then were remedial and yes, reality? Because if you skip eighth grade math, you learn the basis of algebra. And I just went right into high school algebra. Well, now we know the story behind the story with both yes. uh, the mathematics and a little bit about Mason City. I hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything <laughs> that you'd like to uh, tell us, just stick that in the chat. When we come back, we're going to talk about the owl attacks and the Parisian undertaker. After this next break, we'll see you right after. Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself.
Welcome back to Washington Live, powered by KCTC. We're going to talk about politics and the midterms and how you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. No, we're just <laughs> talking about our news sources and how like they vary, uh, but, but how we avoid uh, contentious things if we can. Uh, not contentious, these owl attacks in Washington, the Pacific Northwest. This did the come from... The state of Washington. The state of Washington, not here. But this was an NPR uh, story about this woman who's attacked by an owl. This, her name is Kirsten. Her attacker was fast and silent, but left to smart. It felt like getting punched in the back of the head by someone wearing rings. She was able to get photos and video of her attacker, and it was this white, is it, how would you pronounce it? Baird? I have no idea, but there's the, the bard? photo of. It's spelled like bard, white bard owl, but that doesn't sound right. I got but, it. So apparently this attack was unprompted. Look at that owl, it looks terrifying. <laughs> it just looks like a jerk. She was walking as she always does. She had seen the owl before, never a problem. Boyfriend helped disinfect the scalp, bloodied and cut, told the unbelievable story. Urging a friend, she went to the doctor who recommended she get a tetanus shot, but she wasn't going to be kept uh, kept captive in her house. So she went out <laughs> again and she was attacked again. So I hadn't read this article completely. I just sent it to you. Yeah. But then I'm blown away. Like She doesn't walk for a few days, but a week later, next Saturday, closer to home, same thing. Owl attacks again. I wonder, if, is it something about her? Like, is it a... Well, apparently they're very predatory. And yeah. here's what was interesting. I don't know if you watched The Staircase with the death, like the yeah, brutal yeah, yeah. death of Kathleen Peterson. So even more people shared with her a popular theory about the death of Kathleen Peterson, whose husband was convicted of killing her. The documentary The Staircase covered the case. Those who don't believe Michael Pearson, Peterson killed his wife suggests that she was mortally wounded in an aggressive owl attack. Which highly recommend the documentary on HBO Max. I yes, I've made it halfway through, but it's a little. Go figure. I can see like real life. That doesn't matter. But I've made it, <laughs> I've made it halfway through it. Uh, Matheson Kirsten found several other stories about people in the Washington State area who had been attacked by other aggressive owls. A runner in West Seattle posted a similar story. She found a unique way to continue her runs without being attacked. She dons an owl mask on the back of her head. Oh, my. The city of SeaTac even put up warning signs in a local park to warn visitors of the owl problem. Bard, am I saying it correctly? Do you know, viewer? Please I, tell me. Like a, like a bard? Like a, like a poet? Yeah, B-A-R-R-E-D. Oh, R -R, two R's. Yes. I have no well, idea. Well, they're aggressive and highly territorial. Wildlife biologist with Wildlife Conservation Society, Jonathan Slot, said he examined a photo and confirmed it to be that breed of owl. <laughs> Traditional nest. The more you reduce the places where an owl, the more you reduce the places where an owl can nest, the more likely it's going to be nesting somewhere in close proximity to humans. Mm -hmm. If they're amped up and a fox walks by, a human, a deer, they'll pop down and try to chase it off. So it's just territorial behavior. Well, I grew up with one of those like tiny little white rat dogs, and uh, when we took her outside to use the bathroom at night, we'd have to like stand over her because we had like a family of owls. And, like, oh, that's smart. Oh, you didn't want. Oh, scoop. Well, here's a nice quote. Uh, she's. Been altering her path, this Kirsten, trying to wear a hat or an umbrella. I don't want the owl to be put down or something. It's very beautiful. It's just a pretty bitch, <laughs> Kirsten said. <laughs> Not my words. Uh, bad news, I think she's doomed, said the friend. Uh, the actions of the owl suggest it's nesting or pre-breeding. The good news is that this is seasonal, so this may eventually lighten up. So we've had lots of owl chats, owl incidents here on our chat, mm -hmm. but luckily no attacks. Yeah, yeah, luckily, yes. Hopefully. Well, apparently they're sexually frustrated or something. Well, I think pre-breeding is the word that they used. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... You're, 
we have one other story to cover before we uh, give our happy birthdays. If you have a birthday, throw that in the chat or you can email washiaLive at gmail.com. So in other weird news, this Parisian undertaker is introducing a bicycle hearse. I think you snagged a picture. I did when I found it. Can you imagine Marty Beanblossom driving around town? uh, (laughs) It's actually Uh, a really nice bike. It does look uh, efficient, well-built. I guess. Uh, Her name is Isabelle Prumeru. I don't have good French, but cycled on a recent autumn day with a bicycle hearse that she hopes will be the new green way of conducting funerals. This is a Reuters article. Uh, bicycle hearses already exist in a few other countries, including Switzerland and Denmark. Hers would be the first in France, according to this 51-year-old undertaker. For her, it makes sense to combine the bicycle and the hearse because when we talk about bicycles in Paris, we are talking about self, soft mobility. And there is one day when we need softness. It's the day when we accompany someone we love to their final resting place. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. She has official authorizations after adapting it to French regulations and was just waiting for the green light from her insurer. How do you insure? (laughs) Yeah, it's probably a a very hefty insurance. Yes. People pass by the gate, people passing by gazed at the black and lightwood bicycle hearse, some of them intrigued, not all convinced. It's quite innovative, said 49-year-old Elias Messiao, before adding that he wouldn't want it for his own funeral, however. I feel like the structural integrity, like... You hit a, I don't know how nice the sidewalks are in Paris, but you hit a bump in it. It, could t- well, it looks like it's a wide stand. So yeah. we have, uh, there's it's like three wheels. I don't know if there's a wheel in the front, because if you're going down a steep hill, That's, you know how like the shiners, like uh, mm-hmm. little things have like the thing that bounces in the front and the back? Yeah. Well, maybe <sighs> soon in Washington, Iowa, we can pass these ideas along. <laughs> we have a few birthdays to say happy birthday to. I have five. We have celebrity birthdays. We're not going to suffer through the celebrity game with the, the two of us. Yeah. Although, uh, as much as I would like a, a trophy. <laughs> What's our national day today? Uh, national Jersey Friday. Uh, supposed to wear a jersey. If you'd sent this to me ahead of time. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I even have... I don't know if I have a jersey. Maybe I had, like a, I had an old like Arizona Cardinals, maybe like a Kurt Warner jersey. Maybe. I think I, I have two Hawkeye jerseys. I don't know. I think the Hawkeye jerseys I had would look like sports bras on me because I got them when, I was, when you're like a left. Yeah. Well, so uh, if you have one that still fits national Jersey Friday is the day today. Happy birthdays go out to Paul Beasley, Chad Zier, JC Salazar, Kyle Salo and Heather Youngquist. Happy birthday. Who are celebrity birthdays today? Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Sean Combs, otherwise known as uh, P Diddy, Stephen Ogg, who has a very familiar face. If you like saw is in a, uh, Breaking Bad, Law and Order, Walking Dead, and then former First Lady Laura Bush. Well, happy birthday to those celebrities. Happy birthdays to those non-celebrities, but celebrities and local friends to you or I. Mm -hmm. Look forward to resuming our shows next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll see you at 10 on Washington Live.